0: Welcome to the Housing Matters Podcast, brought to you by the California Association of Realtors and the Center for California Real Estate. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another Housing Matters Podcast. My name is Oscar Way. And I'm Jordan Levine. Um, it's uh, another couple weeks, and uh, we have, of course, uh, quite a bit of, of information that uh, we release, as well as some of the other people who release their information. But let's talk about something that we released recently. Yeah. Um, I mean, last time we talked about, you know, I think um, housing supply. Housing supply. Housing supply continue to be a main um, subject to to discuss. But uh, this past couple weeks, we released a re- uh, February numbers. And, um, you know, I think the discussion, um, let's focus on sales first before we talk about supply. Okay. Um, Sales seems to be a little bit more positive compared to the first month of the year. Yeah, definitely. Got
1: off to a a weak start, and then we we bounced back and and got ahead of the game a little bit in February. So, uh, you know, it was funny. After the first numbers came out in January, you know, folks were calling saying, "Is this it? That the the effects of tax reform are I very know. clear. <laughs> um, we can see the markets going down the tubes and things like that." And I, you know, was hesitant to do any attribution there because one month definitely doesn't make a trend. And lo and behold, in February, um, the sales numbers came back right, Absolutely. so they're up pretty significantly.
0: I was a little, I was a little concerned do we have to make some uh, adjustment to our uh, forecast right I mean of, of course last last podcast I said no nah, we're not gonna make any suggest- uh, adjustment but of course in the back of my mind I'm thinking okay well I have to look at it and see how it goes but you know of course we looked and uh, February was great yeah um, shot past you know what we uh, Expected in a way, and uh, year-to-date number is actually 1.1 percent, a little over what uh, we expected. It was a great month, and part of the reason why it was a great month was, I think, it has to uh, has has something to do with um, the increase in interest rates. Right. Yeah. Um, people were concerned. People wanted to rush into the market. They were concerned that the interest rate will continue to rise a little further, and uh, you can actually see significant increase in the Bay Area. Right. Um I would think of course, you know, if you hold on to a if you're buying a house that is really high in terms of price, um, of course I think you're more concerned about interest rate increase.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, uh, you know, four and a half percent of one and a half million dollars is a lot more money <laughs> like, than four and a half percent of, of five hundred thousand, so
0: Yeah, definitely and then such you know, on a year over year basis it's actually increased by a 5.5%, 5.4%, which is one of the largest that we have seen for, what, last 18 months or so. so yeah, I mean, that's
1: really the growth that we've been hoping to see this whole recovery, right? We've been bouncing around plus or minus 420,000 right. sales for five and a half, six years in a row. Um, and, and this is the first time that we've really seen that that
0: good growth in, in quite some time. Right. And of course, I'm not going to say we're going to see you know a 5% increase every single month that's probably not going to happen.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, we could say the same thing that we said in January, where January was pretty terrible, Um, we weren't going to go back and rejigger our forecast on the basis of that one month, and I think the same thing holds true here in February. When you look at it on the whole, as you said, we're up about 1.1%, which isn't too far ahead of where our forecast is, which calls for, you know, relatively flat growth up a modest amount, and so um, still a lot of the year left to go, um, and and we expect rates to continue to rise, and that might take the wind out of the sails as we get into the Absolutely. second half of the year. Um, so I think uh, still very much TBD on, on right. the forecast and whether we need to
0: change it or not. Uh, we're we're sticking yeah, with the forecast for now. And, and I, I mentioned about Bay Area, of course. Bay Area is one region that's doing pretty well, but the Central Valley was actually doing very well as well. Southern California, not as great, but, of course, we have to see how it goes uh, from this point on
1: yeah definitely and i think the central valley you know again a lot of that's concentrated in that north central valley although you're seeing it Uh down in um, the south san joaquin as well but you're still getting a lot of spillover from the bay area coupled with the fact that sacramento region itself is growing and i think that's really playing right into the hands of of the central valley which sometimes gets a bad rap
0: absolutely and of course i think I, i want i do want to address one thing though uh we mentioned at the end of last year when we do our forecast and our outreaches, that tax reform will have an impact. It's not going to be a big impact. It's going to have a, a slight negative impact. Uh, it's too early to say even though we're seeing a positive uh, sales increase but it was affected by the interest rates rise and things like that. Right. I think we at the end of the day, we're still going to see some tax uh, impact, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, especially at the top end of the market, you've got folks who've lost a significant amount of deductibility on mortgages to the extent that they decide to move or buy a new million-dollar-plus um, home. And I think that you know at the end of the day, those, those will be capitalized in, at least to some extent. Like you said, I don't think it's going to be enough to tip the entire market right. into the red. Um, But for those individual homeowners, it is going to affect those folks as they jump into the market. That's probably going to affect the sellers who are trying to offload those units, who are going to be impacted as those buyers try and price in this uh, additional cost of home ownership, essentially. And so, um, again, market's not going to fall apart, but at the top end in particular
0: might be a little bit softer than what we saw um, in 2017. Got it. Agree with you. Now, the other part of the story also is, um, of course, when we talk about sales, we also want to talk about price. (laughs) Definitely. Price was, well, how? It's it's continued to grow at a very, very uh, high rate, uh, significant rate. Uh, At the state level, it was up 8.8%.
1: Which is just pretty unbelievable after the run that we've had to see. You know, I was talking through the second half of last year about how growth had accelerated into the 7% range um, and and that being a a kind of a big number and we've seen that price growth's actually gotten even stronger. So yeah. Great news for those people who are sitting on a bunch of property and are accumulating, you know, home equity and things like that. Uh, much more difficult, obviously, for those first-time buyers because they're you know not making nine percent more than they were a year ago. Unfortunately,
0: it's difficult. You know, when you see uh, prices going up so much and then at the same time interest rates are expected to grow. Um, then of course you're concerned about you know what's going to happen to first-time buyers and I mentioned earlier about you know significant increase in um, sales in the, the Bay Area right I think it has something to do with um, the, the the increase in price and remember this is a median price so right. you know the increase in price probably have a little bit on you know the uh, the the search in sales in the Bay Area right uh, but even if you just look at the Bay Area take a look at you know, home prices in um, those nine counties. What four or five counties, if I remember correctly, actually hit new peak. Right. Um, San Francisco. What was it? Surprise? One
1: point seven something million Gee. dollars. It's uh, <laughs> you know, and that's a thousand dollars a square foot on median. Well, that's right? that's so. that's the
0: only one that I, we have ever seen. Have ever seen uh, w- over 1,000 per square foot, right?
1: Right. I mean, we're starting to look wow. more like Hong Kong and some of these other very, very unaffordable uh, markets there. But, you know, that economy continues to crank out good jobs and, and high-income earners. And, and I guess that's keeping together, I guess, with the lack of supply, which I won't go on and on about, <laughs> but just to say that, we'll that, that it does butts
0: up against that lack of supply. And it, it really does just push prices ever higher. And, and let's put things into perspective. Just as a comparison purposes, at the state level, it was
1: 265.
0: Right. Wow. So 265 in San Francisco, you can buy four different four homes
1: exactly. in California. So yeah, live in San Francisco or you can go buy four houses elsewhere.
0: Yeah. And of course, I think the same thing, I, I can't say the same thing happens to every single county in California, but there is another county that's in Southern California that's also exceeded the... Uh, the the peak first one right this is the first time so bay busted through
1: ages ago this is the first time we've finally seen a southern california market uh, get back above that pre-recession peak
0: right right and and you know orange county got about 800,000 so that's you know that's a it's a, a new all-time high new all-time high too so i mean of course all the, all the other counties were seeing 6 or 7 or 8% so you know we are going to continue to see some increase in uh, prices Uh, We do expect with interest rates rising that that rate is going to slow down. Uh, But uh, we'll have to see, you know, when we go into the uh, summer season, home buying season, I think we're going to see some slowdown in appreciation, but still continue to grow as far as price is concerned.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on how high people think rates are going to go and when that's going to end, right? Because the prospect of higher rates down the road will always move forward sales, and so it's hard to know how that's all going to play out. But I think you're right. In the second half of the year, um, the the chicken should come home to roost on the higher rate.
0: Absolutely. And one more thing I want to point out in, in terms of price, which we don't talk about a lot, condo prices also hit a new high. Yeah. Um, even though, of course, it is... Uh, Way below, um, I mean, for condo prices, it's below the 550000 or 515000 whatever the number right. is for a single family. But it's still hit a new high. And I think um, in terms of price appreciation, it's actually increasing much faster. Even faster, than, right? Because those yeah. are some
1: of the only units out there. We're not building a lot of single family. We've built a lot of multifamily in the last couple of years. Some of that's been condo. Um, right you know so yeah definitely just a fundamental supply I mean we could even bring in rents we never talk about those either but it's just a fundamental supply and demand problem because even rents uh, are through the roof so no matter whether you're going for a condo single-family home renting buying what have you it's just the cost of housing in California
0: yeah and of course again goes back to what you said earlier supply is one of the reasons one of the main reasons why we're seeing increase in price Um, We are seeing a little bit of improvement in in, uh, supply, though. When I say a little improvement, I don't necessarily mean compared to the previous year. Right. I'm uh, uh, alluding to the fact that it's actually not dropping as fast. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So
1: uh, it's not necessarily that we're seeing a rocketing back of inventory. It's just that it's not uh, plummeting the way that it was over the course of the last year. Or so actually, this was the best month we've seen in over a year, I guess, for, for active listings, right?
0: Yeah, it's it's what, it's what down only 1.3% or something like that, yep. which is something that we haven't seen for what, 24, 25 months or something like that?
1: Yeah, it's close to being flat, right? I remember last month in January, we were celebrating the fact that it was only down by single digits and right. not by double digits. Right. This is almost not down at all. Um, and so that suggests that the listings, uh, at least in the first few months of 2018 are, are not suffering to the same extent that they were in the last couple of years.
0: Right. So it kind of picked the question of, okay, so if, if supply is not coming it's not going down, uh, we potentially could be seeing a little bit of a supply even you know in the upcoming month in March. Does that mean sellers are coming back? You right. know, are we seeing sellers putting their market uh, house on the market? Is that what we're predicting? Problem solved, I guess. Is that the,
1: <laughs> No, I, I think that, you know, when you look at the things that have kept inventory um, low, the, a lot of those are structural forces that have not subsided or gone away. In fact, in many cases, they've gotten worse over the course of the last... Um, 12 months. I mean, when you look at folks, the rates are higher than they right. were, you know, last year. And so anybody who had that three and a half percent rate and didn't want to move because rates are now 4%, they're really not going to want to move true. at four and a half, five 5%. Um, you know, they might have been facing capital gains from selling that house. That's, you know, prices are 8.8% higher than they were a year ago. So that's, again, even more true than it was um, last year. Their property tax savings are still humongous and, right, and right. getting bigger every time their house appreciates and so um you know it it doesn't suggest that there's going to be this huge flood of new homes onto the market and i think when you look at the rest of our internal data and seller data and survey data it it suggests a lot of those same patterns right exactly
0: i mean from our uh, annual housing market survey um, many of you have taken and thank you for doing that
1: please keep those responses coming we hate to bother you but they really are um, helpful in understanding what's going on in the market
0: and for, from that survey, you know, and from in the past, long run average of seven years, we've talked about it, has gone up to eleven years now, and it seems to be growing. And I look at um, a survey done by NARs also, the same kind of survey. Um, they actually also increased to ten years. So sellers are staying at their home for ten years before moving, and the average was also six or seven years. So. That problem is, has not been solved.
1: Okay, so it's not the individual owner-occupants then coming back. What about, is it the uh, the investors jumping ship? They bought all these units for cheap during the downturn and were renting them out. Are they now kind of going to reintroduce those back into the wild, into circulation? Is that
0: what we're seeing? Yeah, I mean, I would think, okay, while it sells in the past. Investors hold on to their property and they want to cash out, right? Right. It looks like we have a high price. Are they cashing out? But the problem also is, you know, if they're cashing out, that means... You know it's not profitable anymore right but look at the rental market i think it's still growing right
1: yeah i mean if you look at the rental market it's almost tighter than than the owner side of the market rental vacancies are in the low two percent range or something like that depending on what market you look at and rents are are through the roof if i'm a owner of rental property i don't look at those trends and say man it's really time to uh to get out of here and jump ship, I you know it looks like it's a, a pretty solid investment going forward, especially with the economy still going. Um, you know, more and more problems on the affordability front. The demand for rentals is going nowhere but up. It seems like.
0: Yeah, that seems to be the case, and we kind of talked about it when we talk about tax reform too. Right. That is. You know, investors seems to have you know if the rental market or we seem to have a tax reform that benefits renter a little bit more,
1: or at least makes it relatively more right? attractive than it was in the past.
0: Right, and also that that means investors probably the, the rental market probably will continue to grow. But you know, we also mentioned briefly before that you know, I hate to say that, but uh, you know, in terms of um, expensing the cost investors seem to have a, an upper hand with the tax reform.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, they're relatively unscathed, uh, whereas there's been fundamental changes for individual taxpayers.
0: Right, so it's safe to say that a lot of investors may not actually give up their listings. I wish I owned some rental property myself, I'll be honest. <laughs> I know, I know. So if that's the case, you know, I think um, you know, we, we could be seeing some sellers putting up their property, but I don't think it's going to be a dramatic increase and and you know some of those sellers also you know we have to say um because of what you said earlier capital gain tax capital gain tax and also you know property taxes may be uh, actually be holding back right uh because of the tax reform sure. also you know if if we, we we mentioned before that if they actually if some of these sellers were to buy another home and they have, they have to uh, borrow the same amount you know with the tax reform you know, they're probably not going to do so.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, that's the trifecta, right? You're already going to give up your Prop 13 tax savings. You're going to pay those capital gains. Now you're also going to give up $250,000 worth of deductibility. And, um, you know, if you uh, if you thought those first two were disincentives, then, you know, we're only that much further behind the eight ball.
0: Yeah. So we're not really banking on sellers <laughs> so putting their properties on the market. I mean, of course, we can try to think of you know whether there will be new constructions which is another area that I think uh, we'll have to uh, kind of pray for yeah exactly now um, okay well so there are a lot of highlights for the uh, you know uh, monthly press release but there are also other informations that's being released recently that I think we should kind of cover it a little bit yeah um, well the first thing that I want to tie it into this inventory of course is somewhat related is the NAR release um, they uh, recently released a actually today or yesterday they released a pending sales report, uh-huh. and it looks like from from the NAR's perspective, pending sales on a month-to-month basis increase as well, but on a year-over-year basis also drop on a four point one percent. Right. I went back. At, I went back and take a look at took a look at um, what the california level is and it also drop on a month a year over year basis drop yeah. about four percent as well so i think uh it's safe to say in the upcoming month um we're not going to see a that significant six percent growth yeah, yeah we probably will see it's it's hard to say of course but uh, i don't think we're going to see a five percent increase Got
1: it. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Unfortunately, a lot of those headwinds are are still in place. But the question mark, again, reminds, you know, who's going to try and rush in um, and offset some of those headwinds because they're trying to avoid even higher rates down the road?
0: Absolutely. Now, we do have some good news uh, in terms of the... um macro level in yeah. terms of the GDP, uh, it got revised upward.
1: Yeah, so the economy is, again, probably still the bright spot at this particular point in time. 2.9% is the latest read on what the economy um, you know, did at the end of last year, and that's a, a pretty solid number. That's almost 3%, which is trend growth, um, in, in real terms. And so, um, you know, looking back at how we closed out 2017, um, uh-huh. uh, we ended on a, on a fairly solid, note um, looking forward I think there's more question marks especially um, you know given all that's that's going on in financial markets and all that stuff um, recently as well
0: right yeah it's it's going up and down at least you can say you know, a few things you know we can take a look at you know the retail sales has uh, haven't been doing very well in the first couple months or so we don't have March number yet obviously um, so that is something that we're concerned about as far as consumer spending yeah um, and then at the same time look at the volatility of the stock market you know that actually affects people um, confidence a little bit Um, so it could affect a little bit of investment I still think you know we are looking at probably somewhere around 1.8% 1.9% for the first quarter Nothing to really brag about compared to the last couple quarters. Right. Uh, but I think I would take that.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, you know, folks are freaked out about the tariffs and all those, you know, things right. that are going on uh, out there, but they've also started to. I think bring home a little bit more money in their paychecks because of the tax reform starting to kick in, and and that should um, you know cut the other way. So again, I think I'm with you. Modest growth for the first quarter of the year, nothing to write home about, but uh, nothing to panic over either. I think more status quo,
0: right? And and I'm glad that you brought up tax reform because I think you know we have heard every now and then people saying, oh, tax reform has already kicked in as far as the fact is concerned. I I think you know it's still probably a little too early to say. Um, let's hold on a little bit. Well,
1: Especially in terms of what it means for the housing market. I mean, I'm going to need at least a few more months of data before I'm ready to hang my hat on a conclusion there.
0: I think it kicks in as far
1: as the interest rate is concerned. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Fears of inflation, interest rates, you bet.
0: Yeah. And and tariff-wise, I want to make a couple words. I know we have uh, talked a little bit about tariff before. Uh, If a tariff is Im- implemented. If we're actually going to have a trade war, yeah, it's going to have a, a devastating uh, effect on the economy. But it looks like it was just kind of like a, a negotiation tactics.
1: Yeah. Um, Hopefully. Fingers crossed, right? Yes. Because we
0: can't afford that. Yeah, it, it, we, we never know what's going to happen. It's really hard, you know, with the current um, – what's going on with the political environment. But um, – You know, if if uh, if that actually going to be just a negotiating negotiating tactics, I think we are going to be okay.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, when you look at some of the other indicators, though, they seem to back up kind of this uh, bumpy patch, if you will. Consumer confidence was down. And of course, the stock market, I think, was really reacting to um, the tariff news. Um, and and that's why it was kind of all over the map over the course of the last couple of weeks. I think we said a month or two ago when we did our stock market podcast that, uh, you know, the volatility was going to be the name of the game for a while. And I think that's been borne out over the last yeah. week or two.
0: We have been right, right? You know, as far as the stock market. And the stock market volatility does have um, some impact, not only on the stock market itself. Now, of course, granted, um, it's uh, towards the end of March, and the stock market index actually has gone, uh, fallen below 24,000, which was the lowest that we have seen since uh, November. Right. Uh, four in the last four months. And that's actually impacted consumer confidence. Consumer confidence last month, February, was, I think, was at the um, – was at a uh, all-time high in the last 18 years. I shouldn't say all-time high. High as in the last 18 years. But then it dropped recently um, to not a very low level, just a little bit.
1: Yep, still high, but just not as high as it was. And a lot of that, I think, is, again, due to this uh, this volatility that they're seeing out there.
0: Yeah, there are a lot of uncertainties. We'll keep an eye on that, and we'll let you know. Um, Another thing that might have affected um, confidence could be a concern about, you know, how the interest rates would affect the overall market. And um, people were concerned before last week's um, um, Federal Reserve, uh, the FOMC meeting, yep. that there could be more than, uh, you know, three or four times of rate hikes. And in fact, you know, after they met, people you know, had a sigh of relief a little bit. Yeah. It was only increased. It was increased as as expected. Yep. Twenty five basis point. um, But uh, it was reiterated that it may only increase three times. Um,
1: Yeah, they're going to monitor economic conditions, and so they're basically saying that they're aware of all these uh, soft patches out there, and they're not just going to unilaterally raise rates no matter what. That they're going to account for any soft patches and maybe slow their roll to the extent that they need to. I think that was the message of the day.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, people, when people looked at their um, notes, it says, you know, the inflation expectation still remains at 1.9%, which is, uh, you know, somewhat expected, and uh, they're not expecting something like 2.2, 2.3, or 2.5%. So Yeah, but it's right
1: on line with their targets, and so they're not going to need to get too aggressive, I think, was, you know, was what they were trying to
0: say. Absolutely. And, you know, with that, um, I want to take a look at a quick look, a quick mention of the interest rate movement um, that we're experiencing uh, currently. I think last time, uh, for the last week or, or last three weeks or four weeks or so, uh, have been seeing interest rates fluctuating at around four and a half, four point six two five, uh, for the thirty-year fixed rate. Yeah. Um, yesterday or the last couple of days, when the market dropped, um, but also because it's not just because of tariff, but you know, recently we have been uh, seeing some fluctuation because of you know the Facebook issues, some of the tech industries. Yeah. Tech yeah, stock got hit really hard. I think that affected the um, interest rate a little bit. Um, the latest that I saw from uh, Mortgage Daily is uh, right around 4.5, which was the lowest in the last two weeks. Right, so it kind of flattened out over the course of the last couple of weeks. Um, Do you think. Uh, Based on what we observed in the last couple of weeks, last few weeks, do you think uh, it's probably going to uh, fluctuate in a narrow range of 4.5, 4.625 kind of range?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that a lot of the uh, increase was built in pretty early on in the year, and we definitely don't expect to see the rest of the year continue on at the same clip that we saw in the first two months um you know you can't go up 30 basis points every three weeks um for the rest of the year we'd be at some astronomical level of interest rates and so i think that uh you know they're still poised to continue to go up over the medium run but i think over the course of the next six months or so um, it should be a little bit less aggressive than what we saw at the beginning of the year
0: well hopefully that's the case Uh, We'll keep an eye on it. Um, There are a lot of factors that are affecting the interest rates, affecting the housing market. Again, uh, we'll keep an eye and uh, report back to you guys uh, in the next couple weeks. Thank you very much. Thanks so much. See you then. See ya.